Hi, I'm Sharon Jones, Head of Digital Innovation at the King's Fund, and I'm really excited to be speaking to Megan Rowlands, Senior Innovation Designer at NatWest. Megan has worked across the private, public and not-for-profit sectors, but at the core of her roles has been creativity, and that's the topic for today's discussion. Can you tell us a bit about what an innovation designer does? It sounds very fancy. Yes, definitely one of those um, intriguing job titles, isn't it? So I work across the bank on new and exciting opportunities for innovation. So very much looking at interesting areas or customer needs that aren't being met within the bank and starting to explore those with customers and with people within the bank to to look at new concepts and new propositions that we can stand up within the bank. So it's very early stage innovation. It's very unknown. And often it's trying to say, is this a space we want to play in? And really, is there some meat on this that we, we want to get stuck into? Talk a bit, little bit about your background, how it's led to that. You've always been involved in innovation and, and creativity. Yeah, so I've uh, worked across um, corporate sector. I started at Heathrow Airport in a innovation role there that was looking at different innovation uh, programs across the airport, which was very exciting because Heathrow is like a mini city. You know, you name you name it, it happens at Heathrow Airport. And then I moved into a charity role where I was very much looking at designing propositions to get in the hands of children and vulnerable children. Um, And then into government in the Department for Education, looking at how we better get access to some of our education programmes across the UK. So lots of different roles within innovation, but always the same kind of skills, which is helping teams to get the most out of their creativity, think about different ways of doing things, exploring you know what the customer or the user really needs um, and having empathy and building products and services that solve problems for people that use them rather than just assuming what people need in their context. Yeah that sounds so interesting and you're a massive advocate for creativity in all its many forms. How would you define it and what would you say it looks like in the modern workplace? So I think creativity in its broadest sense is really about solving problems and finding opportunities. When I talk to people about creativity, I talk about five main hallmarks Mm -hmm. um, and they are curiosity. So like the ability to ask questions and get under the hood. Um, Optimism, which is like very much having a can-do mindset and think we can solve these problems. There is a way to, to, to do this better. Yeah. It's around courage, which is like the desire to learn and to be embracing of failure if it means that you're actually striving to do better. Yeah. Flexibility, which is like being happy to bin ideas, to change your mind, to seek different points of view. And then finally, inspiration. So that's not necessarily inspiration in terms of sparks. Whilst that is important, it's the ability to look at an idea and start to think how we bring this to action because ideas in themselves are great but Mm. but if they don't become something then they're just an idea so when I talk about creativity I talk to people in those kind of five key hallmarks and how we can build those skills so they have the confidence to to bring those skills into the workplace. I feel like 
creativity is often viewed as either something that you have or you don't have um you know you often hear people saying oh I'm not creative and yet as children it comes so naturally and then somehow as we get older that sort of spark diminishes how do you think people can connect with their creative side whatever role they do in a in an organization as children we're kind of really encouraged to play I went to uh, a great exhibition called play well around techniques to get adults to be able to play because that's oh. something that the older you get the the less likely you are to actually um just like have those kind of inhibitions let, let loose you know but I think it's definitely something that people can try and tap into their inner child so it's about having the space to be able to play and creating environments where people feel comfortable to be able to do that and that's you know brands such as lego that have so successfully done that which have then been able to design great products because they're tapping into their inner child um for me it's really about building smaller habits to be able to practice creativity so not seeing creativity as something that someone is or someone isn't and that you have or that you haven't but more around seeing creativity as this kind of set of behaviors that you want to practice and really build small habits around so that might be you know saying to yourself I'm going to ask 10 more questions today or I'm just going to go and sit in a coffee shop and watch someone's behavior and think about oh well maybe they're seeing these challenges you know the minute you start like questioning and watching and listening and just giving yourself smaller daily exercises I think that's how your creativity kind of improves over time. I'm also really interested in children's literature and I think there's this incredible book that I would recommend it's a child's book and it's called This Is Not A Stick. And it's um, basically a story about th this child who goes through life and he's ca carrying a stick. But every time the adult says to him, don't wave that stick, he says, this isn't a stick, this is a sword or this isn't a stick, <laughs> this is a pirate flag. And that's not a technique, but I think that's an attitude to have towards life if you're embracing creativity and that's, taking an approach of saying what can this be and using imagination and play to like tap into that child childlike sense will really help you when you're like then trying to be creative in the workplace as well mm, definitely I guess it's a perspective and looking at things differently with a sort of fresh pair of eyes so creative thinking is one of your strengths can you tell us what it is and what it isn't and how can we harness it in all our roles at work I think it's easier to say what it isn't. A lot of people define creativity as people that are good at art or people mm. that are good at design, people that potentially be good at performing arts. You know, that's the challenge where people say, I'm not creative. I was, I was never good at art in school. And for me, creativity isn't about being good at art. In fact, I'm absolutely rubbish at art in its kind of most traditional sense. It's really about being open to new possibilities and being open to changing the status quo if you think that there's a better outcome. It's about collaborating with people and thinking that your ideas in isolation aren't the best way of doing things. You know, working together with people, bringing in diverse perspectives, being inclusive with your approach. 
creativity has so many facets. It's hard to like pin down an exact definition of creativity. I think it's more of a, an approach and an outlook and a mindset that you kind of take into the world. And that's why when you think about how do I harness creativity, you can start to break down your behaviors and your approach into the world and think, what am I putting out there and which of those things can I change and adapt and improve or learn new techniques to be able to start to think about things differently. So what do you think the barriers are to creative thinking? Have you ever noticed any themes seeing that you've worked in, you know, private, public and not-for-profit sectors? Yeah, I would say that there's twofold barriers. So the first is barriers with the individual and often this is I've seen across organizations, no matter the size, shape, the industry, and that's a fixed thinking mentality. So that is statements like, this is the way we've always done things. Like this is how it's done in this organization. Yeah. And that that barrier comes from the individual. Um, It comes from a fear to embrace change or potentially a fear around thinking that if there was a new way of doing things that they would be uh, negatively impacted by that rather than seeing the opportunity within that. So I've seen that a lot across individuals. And I think that that's, that's something that can be changed because that's a a mindset and a behavior that can be worked on. I think some of the harder barriers to creativity are the more cultural barriers within an organization. So people not having the space to be creative that might be within time. People thinking creativity is just an exercise that can be done within a 30 minute slot in someone's calendar. Yeah. You know, we can we can run this workshop and you only need 45 minutes and we'll come out with these great ideas. You know, often that's not the case. Yeah. Um, it might be the space in terms of the way that we're working now with a lot of things being online and people not having the right environments to kind of spark new ideas and creative thinking. But it also might be kind of organizational risk appetite or things like innovation theater where you've got kind of high level exec buy-in to have a more innovative organization. But actually, are they really getting to the root causes of the customer and user needs or are they interested in innovation theater, which is we can roll out this new product. It might not be that innovative, but it's a great technology or it's something shiny and exciting, but it doesn't actually solve a need. So they're the kind of barriers that are slightly harder, I think, to try and understand. And that really requires really transformative changes within an organization. But people have the power, I guess, as a collective to help shape those things too. I really do believe that. Like innovation is everyone's responsibility within an organization and you will create that momentum if you are starting to put the practices in place and the behaviors in place to demand a more innovative environment as well. So sometimes just coming up with ideas in a group situation can be really challenging. You know, it can be quite hard to think on a spot. You might be introverted. You might have a range of sort of barriers to thinking of a of a topic to try and solve a problem or you just default to brainstorming. Do you have any particular techniques for teams to help generate ideas? That's a great question. I think the first thing is you need to think about your environment if you're going to run an idea session. So you need to make sure that the environment gives people the opportunity to be creative. 
that's before you even start. Just make sure that you're pulling people out of their day-to-day life because people can't be creative if they've also got their Microsoft Teams channel popping off five uh, you know, notifications here, there and everywhere. They're in the same space that they do deep work in. You know, so think about the conditions for creating ideas. And then I would really think about the purpose, process and payoff. So the purpose, what you're trying to achieve with that workshop or that ideas generation. Process, which is something I can give more techniques around, which is actually how people do ideate. And then the payoff, like what are you trying to get out of doing that session? And I think really with the process, that's where you can build in some great techniques for ideation, which is always starting with an energizer, have some brain sparkers, have some icebreakers, get people into a different mindset. Then think about the dynamics within an ideation session. So I say to everyone at the start of a workshop, we're not playing hippo here, which is highest paid person's opinion. Okay, yeah. So I always create frameworks for people to be able to share their ideas no matter what level of the organization they're at. Um, and some great ways to be able to do that is to give people individual time to think and to contribute before anyone speaks about their own opinion on it. Also, another great technique is to make sure titles are are left at the door. So you just create structures within your exercise to mix up groups and mix up different people within the room. And then I would say ideation has to happen with lots and lots of stimulus. I think people can't ideate in isolation. You can't come up with loads of ideas just by having one question. You need loads and loads of sparks. So make sure you're really preparing for workshops if you're going to generate ideas or sessions where you're going to generate ideas. Bring in future trends, bring in customer insights, bring in like what other competitors are doing, bring in lots of different material and You might even think this isn't completely relevant for what we're trying to generate ideas on, but it could seed a spark of an idea for someone else. So the more you can bring to an ideation session, the better your outcomes is going to be. And, you know, obviously many people are still hybrid working. Have you found this has hindered or encouraged creativity or creative thinking? It's kind of had... Um, like most things, some great benefits and also some significant disadvantages. I think firstly, like the great thing is with remote working is there's people that you can bring into the conversation that previously would be excluded from the conversation that for innovation is incredibly powerful. If I think about some projects that I've done, we could bring in customers or beneficiaries that previously we would never ever have the resources to go and access to be able to bring into a design session so I think there's a lot of benefits around who can be included in the conversation and that should be something that's taken forward regardless of how continue ways of working um I think some of the disadvantages are people to be creative need to be in an environment that's different. So if I'm working in my office environment all day and then I'm expected to go into ideation session, then it's very hard for me to change my mindset 
because I'm not being dragged into a different environment. So mm. I think you have to be conscious of that because that's something that's definitely a barrier I found in getting creative outcomes out of my team is they're in the exact same environment that they then have to go and do a call that's a governance call, you know? So it's very hard to to be in a different mindset. So there's pros and cons to every approach, but I think take some of the good bits, different people being able to be involved, ideation not taking a whole day, people being able to be creative in little chunks of time, but then also really think about what you're trying to achieve when you're trying to be creative and put some measures in place to make sure you get the best outcome from that. And talking about kind of a space as in, you know, if you've just had a Teams call and then you've got to go into another meeting or something and you've got to try to be creative, as workplaces kind of shape their offices, is there a sort of optimum type of space that you should have if you're having to work in the same place, i.e. the office, and then you're going to another space to to come up with creative ideas? Is there anything that you think, well, you need to have this type of space that is conducive to that kind of thinking? So I think for me, it's all about creating adaptable spaces where people can do different types of work. I don't believe that creativity only has to happen in a workshop. So you only need a collaborative space where people have whiteboards and you know, people have space to break out into different groups. You know, people can also be creative when they're having deep thought and they, they're going and taking some time away from a group to really think about a problem or to really unpick some of the the things that they've heard and to like dwell on that. So I would say businesses need to be cognizant that people come up with creative ideas or people are more creative in different spaces and that you know, I might have my best idea when I'm walking to work or if I go and sit in a coffee shop in the middle of the day. And I think that's the the best thing about flexible working or businesses that truly embrace a more agile and flexible culture is that they're saying you can have brilliant ideas and great outcomes no matter where you are, where you're sat. So I would say if you're trying to be collaborative in your creativity then yes you need spaces that are adaptable you can break out you can really dive into the materials and there's there's space there and that's something if I was ever running a workshop I am always cognizant of but I would also say you need to allow people to have creativity on their own terms and what one person finds as their best space to be creative another person wouldn't so encourage your team to explore where they feel most creative and then allow them opportunities to go and be creative in that space and give them the time to be able to go and practice those behaviors. So my final question is when it comes to creative thinking, what three things could people take away today and apply to their roles regardless of the department that they're in? The first thing I would say is go and get inspired, whether that's going outdoors, going and noticing something, taking yourself away from your day-to-day, go and find some inspiration, listen to a podcast, read a book. Don't do something that's necessarily obvious or directly related to your role. Find something that interests you and inspires you and make a new connection because that's the first step to being creative because you're opening your mind to new possibilities and new ways of doing things. 
Think about your attitudes and behaviors. So innovation is your responsibility. It's my responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility. So really think about what behaviors am I putting out to my team? What behaviors am I putting out to my organization? And are they aligned with a more creative organization? We know that creativity is the needed skill for the future workforce with the rise in automation, with a more uncertain kind of volatile world that we're living in and because of the incredible positive well-being impacts of creativity and mental health I think everybody knows like creativity is the needed skill for the future so really think are my behaviors aligned to creative behaviors and if not how do I start to shape and change that so ask more questions be more optimistic embrace failure things that you know, I mentioned earlier. And then the third thing I would say is practice makes progress, not perfect. So do something to practice this. Do something small. Do a fun game, you know, play something, play with someone, um, have a conversation that you might not have. Watch a movie and think, if I was the producer, how would I completely change this ending? Or play a fun little game. If if you had a wooden stick, what would it be for, you know? Creative behaviours are only going to improve over time. So, yeah, practice, practice. And hopefully you'll see change within your teams, within your organisation and definitely within yourself as well. That's so fascinating. Thanks so much for taking part, Megan. That was really, really interesting. And thanks to everyone for listening. I hope that sparked a bit of creativity while people have been listening. This is just one of a series of in-house podcasts for the King's Fund, all about various aspects of digital workplace transformation. Bye for now.